Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Good to see you today. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm blessed to have all of you here. And those of you who are with us for the first time, we pray that this won't be your last. We're, we're very happy to have you and uh, consider an honor to have you. We pray for you to come. And you're an answer to our prayer. So uh, we pray that uh, you'll yeah. be blessed today and that all of us would leave here better today yeah. and encouraged and strengthened and grown up a bit more and uh, leaving the old things behind and moving forward into new things. Yeah. Because no matter what you face out there, no matter what challenges even you're facing right now, difficulties, problems, I have some good news for you today. God is on your side. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And if God's be, God be for you, it don't matter who's against you. It just doesn't matter. Your problems, your trouble, it has a major weakness. And that weakness is, it's temporary. But your God is an everlasting God who loves you with an everlasting love and has secured your victory, given you the ability to overcome in every circumstance. Amen. The scripture says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So let me encourage you today, believe God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe Him because that is your sure victory. Faith isn't just that. It's not that which takes you to victory. It is your right now victory. Hallelujah. So because your victory isn't determined by if everything's going good out here. Amen. Your victory is determined by faith in Him. Knowing this, that you have this assurance from God. That he is able to bring you up. He's able to make every situation in your life turn out for good. I don't know how he does it. He's a genius. He he just knows what he's doing. But he's able to make every messy situation, whatever whatever it may be, however dire or difficult it may be, he's able to turn that thing around and make it for good. It's it's like he, he was behind all of it, but he's not. He's only in the good part of it. Making it right for him. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The scripture says that Jesus came. He came for war. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And he did. He did. He completely unraveled the works of the devil. And so it's it's our place now. It's our time now to ensure that victory by walking by faith. For we do not look at the things which are seen. The things that are not seen, because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Amen. Well, I've already preached myself happy there, that's for sure. Amen, that's very encouraging. These two uh, Okies were looking at this flagpole, and I've got to give this to Pastor Everett Foster. I'm going to give him credit. He said Pollocks, I'm going to say Okies because they're my family. Um, they look at this flagpole, and one of them said, what, you reckon how, how do you reckon how tall that thing is? How long do you reckon it is? How tall it is? He said, and the other one said, I don't know. He said, well, let's, we need to figure out how to measure how tall it is. And the other oak, he said, well, why don't we just lay the flagpole down and take that measure to it? And he said, well, no. He said, you idiot. He said, well, I don't know. I want to know how long it is. I want to know how tall it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it, comes to the, when it comes to spiritual gifts, this is how some of us look at the spiritual gifts. And I want to help take some ignorance out, all right? Now, we're in this series um, uh, the Ten Commandments of Ignorance, and we're come, we've come across to this passage of Scripture where we have the uh, admonition from the Apostle Paul 
And, and it starts off with verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, and it says this, uh, but the manifestation, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, not verse 7. Where's our beginning point? I'm sorry. One, for, one yeah, <laughs> there we go. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, I do not want you to be ignorant. Okay. All right, so we need to know what spiritual gifts are, what they're about, how they operate, because uh, you know, I'm sad to say there's still a lot of ignorance about spiritual gifts today, even though we have this instruction not to be ignorant on them, but there is a lot of ignorance. And so we're just going to look through the scripture here and, and find out what to know about these things. And it's important, wherever, especially in these places where the, where the, the Lord is telling us, don't be ignorant in this, uh, then we need to have a responsibility to its knowledge. And there's a reason why. It's not just so you can know something else, but these things are things that need to be experienced. And uh, these, are, these are ways that the Spirit of God wants to operate in us and through our lives. All right? So we're going to begin to walk down uh, through this chapter and see some really marvelous things. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's go. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led, these dumb idols being those which could not speak, hear, or uh, respond to you, okay? And which is, makes them dumb, all right? However you want to see the word dumb there, it's, they, they, he's saying you were carried away by these idols that dead man-made objects and you worshiped and that's ridiculous. They can't hear you, they can't talk to you, they can't respond to you. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. So we see that God has lots of ways to minister to his people, doesn't he? Through gifts, through manifestations, through ministries. And so all of it is from him is what this is saying. All right, some things are... Um, we, we, can, we can understand those things because we can define them. Some things we can't really define them. They kind of go in that category of wonders, the wonders of God. But either way, he's saying it's all from him. As long as people are being encouraged, as long as people are being built up, as long as people are being served, as long as people are being healed, as long as people are being blessed, this is from God, all right? And we'll see the fruit of it by uh, the manifestation. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So now we see the point of the gifts. Why do we have these gifts? So that people can profit from it. So that it will help people in their lives, okay? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Verse 9, to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Father, thank you for this time together in your presence, Lord, with these great people, Lord, those that are here in service with us and those who are uh, um, live stream with us right now, Lord, and those listening by podcast. I just thank you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ to be upon them. Lord, we want to know you more today. We came here today, Lord, to experience you. We didn't come here to just check off our going to church list. God, we, we want to experience you and your glory and your power in our lives. But we want to see 
the Spirit's activity working in us and through us, Lord. We want to know you more. We want to be grown up in you, God. Use us. We're, we're willing here today. We're saying to you, God, use us for your glory. Yeah. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm able. And I thank you, Father God, that you call each and every one of us up out of ignorance and into understanding, into wisdom, to knowledge, and to truth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. That's a great passage of Scripture, isn't it? So we see a lot of activity of the Spirit through these things. And so God has given us these, from what we see in this list, these nine mighty uh, gifts, if you will, of the Holy Spirit to enable people to mature spiritually, to edify others, and to, to do the work of the ministry. So although these, all these gifts of God are no doubt perfect, and yet he has, uh, they are manifested through imperfect means or imperfect channels called men and women, people, all right? And God set it up like that. He's totally good with that. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. So as, as in one sense that you are perfected in him, in the spirit, but right now you're walking that perfection out, aren't you? Because you have this flesh to deal with and this and this mind that you got to renew. And so it's just a process. And so he has given us these perfect gifts through imperfect channels. So God, God's not expecting you to always get it right. Yeah. All right? And that shouldn't be the, the only, your only reason for doing it or not doing it. Is you're afraid to mess it up or not be used in the right way. No, the gift is perfect. All right? And God can still work through even your own mistakes in delivering the gift. <laughs> See, the gift isn't given to the one that is giving it. The gift is given to the one that's receiving it. So that we don't get caught up saying, oh, he's real gifted with healing. Oh, he has the gift of miracles or he has the gift of this. No, 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 no. That gift is not to, the, to that person. That, the manifestation is through that person. The gift is to the one who needs it. The gift of healing comes to the one who's sick. All right? So that way God always gets the glory for all of it. No man. No man, no man. However, perfect or imperfect, it's still God. It, it is his will that the church have all of the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Now, we see throughout the Scriptures, in Romans chapter 12, we have what's known as the motivation gifts. These are the gifts of the Father. Um, and then here in 1 Corinthians 12, we have the gifts of the Spirit through these nine things that we just went through. And they're, they're the manifestation gifts. And then you go over to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, you find out the son's gifts, the ministries of the, these are the ministry gifts. That's the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. And so all of them come from him. But here specifically, he's telling us he doesn't want us to be ignorant of the spiritual gifts. So let, let's look at... 1 Corinthians chapter 1 for a moment, and verse 5. Some of you need some extra coffee right now, don't you? I can tell. I can tell. Uh, so I want to encourage you to go buy our One Cause Coffee shop and indulge in some caffeine and chocolate, actually, because right now we have a great drink. Let's pretend like I have it in my hand. And it's, and it's the Mexican mocha. So that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? That's our specialty drink. Is it of the week, month, or month, of the month? And this is Miss Danielle. She's our coffee connoisseur. And uh, she's the one that runs our One Cause Coffee Shop. I'm really grateful to God for her, and, and it's good coffee. How many of you had our coffee? Mm, it's good stuff. It's really good. So 
Go by and check it out. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift. See, this is his desire, that we come short in no gift. We want all these things operating in us, eagerly waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these gifts are, 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 are essential for spiritual maturity. They're essential for, for also for the preparation even of Jesus' return. So they are, uh, these are the spiritual senses of the church. It's like you have your five natural senses uh, in, in order to function in this world. We have, we have these spiritual senses, these gifts, to help us function in the realm of the Spirit. So God has gifted us in this way. And so how do we get these things at work in our lives? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, um, I'm happy to tell you. But what I need first is I need nine people right quick. I need nine people up here right quick. Nine people. Nine people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Dos mas personas, please. Por favor. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two more. Two more. Yeah, Josh almost does count as two. You're exactly right. Thank you, Mr. Nay. And nine. There we go. All right, can we give our nine volunteers a big hand? Okay, the, I wanted to have these people come up here. Man, that's a good-looking pair of boots. I wanted to have these people come up here so that you can understand what is really happening here. Because sometimes we make a distinction between uh, the Holy Spirit and His gifts, like they're different. Like... I have some friends, my, my denominational friends, I love them, who believe in the Spirit, but they don't believe in the gifts in operation. They don't believe that they're in operation today, especially that speaking in tongues thing. So they make a distinction between the Holy Spirit and His gifts, but you really can't make a distinction. He doesn't allow us that. Because these are the manifestations of the Spirit. It's like he just showed up. How? In that gift. That's why I wanted to get people to rep- so you could see that this is, I'm sorry, this is the person of the Spirit. His gifts are his person. The word of wisdom, of course. The word of knowledge. The discerning of spirits. Healings. Miracles. Were you miracles last time? <laughs> it's a miracle. Faith. See, these, these, these gifts are expressions of Him. Expressions of Him. Tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Prophecy. Hmm. Yeah, just look at them. Look at them. Look at, their, look at them in the eyes. Let them see that that's a person looking at them. Hmm? Making that connection. Same thing. Same spirit. Same Lord. It's all him. It's all an expression of him. And so he wants to reveal himself through these manifestations to you. Does this help you maybe a little bit better? Than it's just, these aren't just things. They're him. And if he wants to Show himself to me nine different ways. My family, I want all nine ways. Yeah. Hmm? Amen. However he sees fit. And it's interesting how he has, these things are expressed. Like, 
let's say word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is, is, is a bit different from the word of knowledge, and there's a distinction there on purpose. Even though they all kind of flow out of the prophetic uh, gift, but they're distinct in this way. The, the word of wisdom is going to have to do with um, God's excellent knowledge. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best kind of knowledge to have. And many times it has to do with what is ahead of you, things that you can't see yet. But it's God's revealed knowledge to you. Uh, it's that excellent knowledge. Um, something that, that uh, you might need for a situation and you can't seem to get, get the right thought on it. And so God brings this word of wisdom into your situation to help you. Something that you didn't know but now know. The word of knowledge is a bit different. The word of knowledge operates in the way that you already know. And it's a confirmation to things that have already been confirmed to you, things that, that have already been spoken to you. It has to do really with what's going on in your life right now. You know, like sometimes you've had, if you've ever had anybody, anybody ever had somebody speak a prophecy over them? Let me just see your hands here. You've had somebody declare a prophecy to you, and they said something to you, and you went, whoa, whoa, how did they know that, right? They knew something that, that you already knew. That happens a lot in the word of knowledge. The discerning of spirits is, is interesting, too, because this is where you have to know what is right and what's wrong, what's demonic, what's angelic, and that's, that's what the discerning of spirits is about. I was telling the earlier service that years and years ago, uh, we were having a, a, a meeting at the church. My dad used to have a, all of us pastors who were under him. On Thursdays, we'd come and have this meeting where he would teach, we'd all have to bring a scripture, and he mentored us in the, in the Word of God in this way. So we're sitting in this room, and, and everybody's sharing their their thoughts on the scriptures like we always do. And, and we could hear my mother in the office next to us, right? And she's in there. I mean, she is going to war. She's saying, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of this. And we're like, whoa. And my dad's like, boy, I hate to be that devil. And, <laughs> and, and like, it's kind of strange because in our room, it's all kind of normal. And there's only a wall separating us from this craziness right next to us, right? And my, I mean, she's just going at finally... The door opens to our office, and she comes in. She goes, I need somebody to come in here and help me. I mean, this is really battling. To which my dad said, Eric, you go. I'm like, of all the people in this room, I don't want to go see that. Dad, I don't, I don't have any time for that. But I did because I was submitted. So I went to the room, and, and, and there's this, this woman. She's on the floor, and she's manifesting in, in this, this demonic thing. She's got her hands around her throat. It's just awful. And she's like choking herself. And so, you know, I'm looking at the situation. And then she starts talking. And I knew that this was not her, not because it had like a, a growly voice or anything, is that it didn't have the speech impediment that she had. But it, she would say her alls like this, but this said R like this. And I went, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> I'm talking perfectly. And so we commenced to telling those devils to leave. And like 12, 12, through 12 of them, she finally got set free. Interesting. I love that, though, because I learned something that day. The devil has to obey you. He really is powerless. And when you, in the name of Jesus, command him to go, he has to go. He has to. A little time goes by. A little time goes by. And I'm praying for this lady one time. And as I'm praying for her, she starts kind of mumbling this stuff under, you know, and so I said, what? What was that? And so she said, uh, I'm not going to let her go. 
And right then, that discerning of spirits kicked in, and I knew that wasn't a demon, that was her wanting attention. And I said, stop doing that. And she goes, okay. <laughs> okay, now we can pray. It's not always a demon, but sometimes it is. And so the discerning spirits help you understand. It's not just about discerning demons, it's about discerning good things too. What are you healings? Healings, isn't that awesome that it's plural, healings, because there are diseases, and so there are healings for all those things. And there's a distinction between healings and the working of miracles. Healing isn't always a miracle, but the gift of healing is a little different. Um, the body is naturally designed by God and created by God to heal itself. And we know that, you know, you can cut your hand and over time it heals itself. So that, and that, it is a miracle in this that God created all of it, right? Isn't that true? I mean, that, that, that's all extraordinary. Heather's brother is a chiropractor for many years, and he said if he can get the, the, the structure of the body in line, then the body will have it be at its maximum potential for healing itself and staying in health. So all those things are very good. But the gift of healing comes sometimes where that healing that would normally take this long can happen in just a moment. Yeah. Healing can happen instantaneously or much faster than what the normal process is. Come on, all of you have maybe experienced that at some point or know somebody who has had that happen. God kind of rushed the healing process up. Sometimes yeah. it is instantaneous, but sometimes they... Work in miracles, though, is that, is that where the natural means has no answer for it. This is where you need God's supernatural intervention right now because man has done everything that he can, everything in the natural that could be done through medicine, through doctors, or through whatever might happen, uh, has happened, and nothing has changed. So now we need a supernatural intervention. The dead, the dead, they need intervention. So Jesus raised the dead, the miracle of raising the dead person to life. All right? There's also the gift of faith. <laughs> you should be faith. Your name is faith. Why didn't I think of that? Miracles and your faith, right? Faith. Yeah, that's why you pointed at her. Faith. And faith comes, uh, this isn't uh, the kind of faith that comes when somebody is, you know, we're taught to walk by faith and we're taught to, Jesus talked about growing faith. You know, he con constantly and his disciples about their faith. Where was your faith? Oh, you have little faith. You know, so it's obviously something we need to grow. He likened it to a mustard seed that had to be planted. But once it's planted, it begins to grow. And once it's watered, it grows and becomes one of the greatest trees. So our faith, then we understand, is a process of growth. And we build ourselves up on our most holy faith, and we've all given, been given a measure of faith, and then we grow that faith from there. But then there's these moments where special faith comes on somebody for a situation. It's something that normally you might not be at in your own personal faith at that level yeah. to believe for maybe that mountain to move or, or that cancer to leave that body, but there's a supernatural faith that comes, a special faith that comes to help get that thing taken care of, yeah. all right? There's also, who are you? Tongues. Of course, your tongues. Tongues. And now, this is, this, is, this is talking about specifically because it goes with tongues and interpretation of tongues. So these, this, this is a tongue that is meant for all to profit from, all right? Your personal prayer language, you speaking in tongues, is for your profit. That, you don't just go around speaking in tongues out loud all the time, right? Because that's stupid. But you do need to pray in tongues. You do need to pray in the Holy Spirit uh, because you build yourself up. 
right? On your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. The Scripture says that you edify yourselves. But if we're in a setting like this, Paul is bringing instruction on how this can be a prophet for all. And that would be where one person may stand up and they would speak out in tongues. So I grew up, every service was like this. In the church that I grew up in, every service, we always had a tongue and interpretation. I'm not saying it was always very good, but it, it, it's, the imper, it's the perfect gift of an imperfect person, all right? But there was always a hunger for it. So um, anyway, so somebody stand up and they, you know, yabba-dabba-doo and all that stuff. And they say what they do in tongues. Well, then somebody else then would give an interpretation to that tongue so that everyone in the room then could benefit from it. Otherwise, it's pointless. Nobody gets anything out of somebody to stand up going off in tongues. Unless there's an interpretation. This is what Paul is bringing order in the church, how these things need to be operated in the church. Okay, so... Uh, so that all can profit from it, there needs to be an interpretation. So that interpretation, many times in my upbringing, and maybe this has been your experience too, has almost always sounded like a prophecy. Yeah. Somebody stands up, speaks in a tongue, and somebody follows up, my children, or thus saith the Lord. Well, if that's really the interpretation of the tongue, then why did we have to have all that tongue that nobody understood just so you could prophesy? No, there has to be a distinction between these things. If you're going to prophesy, he who prophesies speaks to man, from God, but he who speaks in a tongue speaks to God, not to men. So then the interpretation of a tongue should be one of praise, should be one of adoration, should be one of prayer, of thanksgiving to God. But hardly ever is that the experience in the church because, wow, we've done, well, you know, I've experienced where people prophesied and they said, so what do you experience? It doesn't mean it was right. All right? I want to see this thing in operation the right way. Otherwise, I don't want to see it at all. Amen. Can I get a good amen? Amen. amen. We love the activity of the Spirit. What? Faith, thank you, Faith. So, um, so the interpretation then should be something of praise. Because when you look through the script, the biblical example of anyone understanding a tongue, the very first time somebody spoke in tongues was in Acts chapter 2. 120 of them spoke in other tongues. And there were people from all over the world. These Jews had come in uh, for the feast, and they heard them in their own language. And it says, what they hear them doing? They heard them magnifying, declaring the mighty works of God. In other words, they were praising. They weren't prophesying. They were praising God. Even over in Cornelius' house, the first Gentile that got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he and all his house all spoke in tongues. It says, Peter said, we heard them speak in other tongues and magnify God. All right, so the interpretation should be to God. If, if the operation of the tongue is to God, doesn't it stand to logical reason that the interpretation would be to God? So he helps bring order and to those things, these gifts. And then prophecy, of course, kind of runs the gamut of those things. Prophecy is God giving his special knowledge to you, something that you either didn't know or confirmed something that you do know. Um, one place in 1 Corinthians 14, he talks about somebody receiving a prophecy and the secrets of his heart revealed in that prophecy. God knows exactly how to touch you in your heart. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows the thoughts of your heart. And sometimes he'll say it just like you need to hear it. So you know that he knows. So you know that he loves you and that he's concerned about that very detail of your life. And he's here to help and to bring you guidance and to take you forward in life. Amen. So this is basically the 
the nine manifestations of the, the Spirit and the gifts distributed through these willing vessels. Isn't that glorious? And so we see the person of the Spirit expressed in these nine gifts. All right, let's give these nine manifestations a big hand this morning. God did great this morning. Thank you so much. So uh, does that help, help you today? Help maybe clear up some Amen. ignorance? Amen. We don't want to be ignorant. We want to know so that we can flow. And I'll, I'll, I'll actually finish with a couple of stories. Um, those of you at the early service, here's round two. Uh, how do you get these things in operation in your life? What, what does it take? Well, I'd say first start by fasting with no water and no food for 40 days. All right? That's the first step. Simple. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No, these are gifts. These are gifts. Charisma. This, this is God's favor, which means they're free. You can't earn them. You just have to receive them. All right, so how do you get these things in operation in your life? Number one, ask for them. Number two, desire them. How about that? It's real simple. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's what Jesus said. And I can remember asking God earlier in my life for these things to be at work in my life. Kevin and Edie, how are y'all? Glad to have y'all. Jeremiah's mom and dad are here with us today. And Miss Karen, Maddie's mom is here. We've got the in-laws and the... Outlaws. Okay. <laughs> you said it, so <laughs> glad to have y'all with us. Uh, where was I? Yeah, well, yeah, thank you, Chris. Uh, when I was younger, um, wanted to have these things in operation in my life, but kind of afraid about them. And, and I can remember when I came on staff here at Cornerstone, when we were Cornerstone Worship Center, um, and I was the youth, I hired on as the youth pastor on March the 10th. 2003. That's 14 years ago. 14 years ago Friday. And uh, my dad got hired on as pastor. And so uh, one night we were having this youth service and, and it, was, it was just a real powerful service. So I, I called for students to come up for ministry and, and we had, had another youth group that had joined us that night for this, this you know, joint service. And so I had a bunch of leaders up front and, and this kid starts walking up toward me to get prayed for. And as I'm standing there, as he's walking to me, I saw just a flash. I saw myself hold my finger out like this and say, flying planes. And I thought, well, that was weird. All right. All right. So the kid comes forward and I said, hey, what can I pray with you about? And uh, as he says, I need some help in school. I think he was struggling with a couple of subjects from school or something. So I just started praying for him. And I kept seeing a little flashback of that image, you know, flying planes. And uh, so after I finished praying for him, I said, hey, um, when you grow up, what do you want to do with your life? Do you know yet? I'm, I know you're 14, 15 years old. He goes, I want to fly a plane. I went, oh, man, I wish I would have said that while you were walking up here. That would have been awesome. And flying plane. Oh, hell no. It's supernatural. You know, but, you know, I'm, 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 because I hesitated, because I questioned, because I, I, I felt like a little bit I was in this ignorance of thinking I needed to understand it before I declared it. And for, the most, for a rule of thumb, that's, that's a good rule of thumb, all right? For life, yeah, please know before you speak, all right? Please use your brain. But in the things of the Spirit, that's not how it works. We're, we're, our resource isn't from here. Our resources is from here. And so it's coming from this inner man, and, and really all he needs is willingness and a desire. And then it can be expressed. 
And so when I saw that, I was like, God, I want to, I want to know that. I, want to, I don't want to hesitate. I want to be quick on that. Help me to develop in that, to not question, not think I need to know what, what this is about before I say it. Because it's, it's kind of exciting that way. Some years go by, and, and I operate in it from now and from time to time, and still wasn't completely confident until I went on this trip to South Africa, and I was still in the earlier service distance, for four hours from 8 p.m. to midnight. I'd never been used like this before up to this point. I mean, it was crazy. One after another, for four solid hours, I prophesied over one person after another, after another, after another. And the place was just full of people. And they were like coming through this line up front. And then I was just given a word or something odd or whatever. I, don't, I was just in this flow. And I didn't have time to even question or wonder about stuff. I was just going as stuff was coming to me, right? Now, let me just tell you this. This was messing with me personally. Because I've been trained by Dr. John Holler, who taught me to rightly divide the word of truth, and everything you do better be according to Scripture, and if it's not according to the word of God, it ain't in your life. You know, I mean, just hardcore, Bible-thumping kind of believing. And so, and I still am that way, and so I've been trained that everything needs to be right and in the will of God, and so this was difficult for me to kind of release into this when it was such an unknown for me. And I believe in the gifts because they're in the scripture. So it was just, I had to be confident that what was happening was of the spirit. And the more I did, the more confident I became, just partly by some of the people's response. But one particular lady came forward, and without even thinking, this starts happening. You're her. You are lovely. This is my wife, by the way. My wife, Heather. And, and as she comes forward, how did we do this? Yes, as she, comes forward, as she comes for her time to be ministered to, I took her by the hand, and I just start doing this, right? Walking along. Now, let me tell you, as this is going on, my brain is on fire right now. I'm going, why in God's name are you doing this right now, right? Everything, everything that's reasonable, right, is, ah, stop, what are you doing, you know? But there's, this, this, but there's this other thing that's going on. There's this confidence in me too. I can't explain it. It's just like two worlds colliding here. But I was determined I was just going to be used by God. And as I'm twirling this lady and all that's going on, I'm looking around the room and I see her husband like start running to the front, right? And I'm thinking, oh crud, all right? I'm dancing with his wife and this guy's about to beat me up right here in front of everyone. Okay, I thought, all right, then I missed it, all right? But he stops, he stops right behind her, and he's kind of like this, you know, like, and I'm, okay. So after, it's, after we finish that, and I go on and minister, finally the, uh, her husband says, Pastor, i got to tell you what happened just now. I said, well, tell me, because that was odd. And he said, he said, my wife for years has suffered with extreme vertigo. He said, she... He said, we can be in the house having a conversation. She, he said, she could just turn her head to look at me and just collapse because she gets that dizzy that fast. And he said, the moment you grabbed her hand and started spinning her, he said, I thought, oh, I got to get up there because she's going to fall. And he said, she didn't fall. And he said, that movement right there certainly would have put her on the floor. He said, but she never fell. Well, come to find out after I got back, I got an email from the pastor. He said, that woman has not had one more episode of vertigo at all. been completely healed of it. Now see, if I had gone with my natural mind there, there's no way in God's name that would have happened. I'm telling you right now, I would not have done that. But the manifestation of the Spirit, the Spirit was saying, this has to happen. See, well, I didn't know. He knew. 
And I don't care how crazy it might look in the natural. You want to be used by God? Be willing to be used by it. And don't have to understand all of it, because if you have to understand all of it, then it's really not going to be the spiritual gift. That you're, you're trying to do it through the five senses when he's giving you these nine senses. Hmm? Let him use you uh, in a mighty way. And it's, it's a glorious thing. But anybody can do this. This isn't just for preachers. This, isn't, this is for you, for the body to be used in this way. It's a glorious thing. So you want these things? Desire them. Ask and you will receive. And then Jesus goes on. I'm going to finish with this. Matthew chapter, nine, uh, uh, chapter 7, verse 9. Let's go to 9. For everyone who asks, yeah, or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Verse 10, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, watch this, how much more will your, heavenly, will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Okay? So he's talking about giving good things giving good gifts. But we go to Luke chapter 11, and it's the same story, the same thing Jesus is teaching, but verse 13, it says it a bit different than Matthew 7, 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give what? The Holy Spirit. You see what, see what I'm saying here? The gifts and the Holy Spirit are the same thing. So he's saying... Every good gift is found in the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Every good gift. So what does he say? Ask for. Ask and you will receive. And then 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So you see how easy it is to have these things, just showing a desire for them, and God says, yeah. It's not, we're not talking about having to have great faith to operate in this way. Just a desire. And just a simple ask of God, use me in this way. Let the manifestation of the Spirit be known through me. Distribute your gifts through me to others to help for the profit of all. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together. Lord, with these great people, God, what a wonderful experience this has been today to be in the house of God with the people of God. Thank you that your presence is here, Lord. Thank you that your word is alive. Lord, it's, it's life to those who find it, and it's health to all of our flesh. God, help us to be willing vessels to, to let these things, the gifts of the Spirit, operate through us, God. Lord, we're, we're, we're here to say, yes, I'm here. Even as Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. God, here am I, send me. Say that to him today. Just say that. Lord, here am I, send me. Use me for your glory. Use me. Use me in these gifts. Thank you, Father God. So that God, your love will be seen in the earth. Your love will be seen in people's lives. That's what we're here to show, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for our sins, that you were buried, and that you rose again the third day. Thank you for that glorious gospel that has opened us up to every good thing from God. Salvation, eternal life, blessing, prosperity, healing, and wholeness, soundness of mind. Thank you, Father God, and deliverance upon deliverance. Thank you for the victory that we have through Jesus who has secured that victory for us once for all by removing our sins from us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Lord, I pray for those here today. Lord, those who are in a struggle even right now. Lord, I thank you right now. Your word says you are a very 
present help in times of trouble. And I thank you, Lord, that you have wisdom for them. You have understanding. You have a way. You have provision. You have healing. God, you have blessing. You have strength. You have hope. So right now, I pray, God, that that would be released into their situation, that hope would come alive in their hearts and faith, God, Lord, to stand strong in the Lord, to be fully persuaded that you who promised are also able to perform what you promised in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. Your name is above every name, and your power is above all power, and your glory the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.